Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are spoiler casting. What that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy. And with all that being said, let's get started. All right. Today is December 7th. Just to give y'all an idea of what's going on when we're recording this. Today, we're going to talk about a few things. We got some Doctor Strange stuff that came up. Of course, that Spider-Man trailer. And of course, Echo Episode 3, but before Hawkeye <laughs> Episode 3, <laughs> called Echoes. Yeah. <laughs> but before all that, there was some giant news drop today that we have to acknowledge. And that was Mr. George Perez had posted that he has pancreatic cancer and that he will not be going and seeking out treatment. That was his choice. He chose to basically want to live his life for however long he may have. So I I think, you know, more power to him. It was if you haven't read it, please go find it. It's on Facebook. It's a very emotional post. And basically, he's, he has said that he wants to at least do one more giant signing and also do one more public appearance to be able to greet, it seems like, any and everybody that comes out. Yeah, that's that's such horrible news. Cancer sucks, man. Like, like fuck cancer. <laughs> like, uh, it just, that's such heartbreaking news. I mean, it's good that he's sounding sort of, I guess, not optimistic, but he's he's making like the best of a uh, situation. Lemonade out of lemons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that just, that fucking sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. If you didn't know, he is a huge artist. Like, yeah. He's Mount Rushmore artist material. I'm just saying. Like, I know there's tons of them out there and things of that nature, and everybody has their own opinions on that. And, uh, but I mean, he's, he's one of the big heavy hitters, you know, of the art community. Infinity Gauntlet would be one of his big things. He did Wonder Woman for the longest time. That's one of his big things. Uh, Infinity Crisis. No, no, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Sorry. Yeah. To me, those are the, when you say George Perez, those are the things that come to mind to me are things that he's drawn and contributed to. So, yeah, just have your prayers, thoughts, whatever it is that you do on the Perez family and um, hopeful that he can sit there and actually do all the things he wants to get done before his time. Yeah. Because that seems to be his last wish, essentially. It's just to clear up and be at peace with everything. Yep. Yeah. All right. Start getting on to some fun stuff now because that really sucked and that puts the mood down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we've got rumors on Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. You have these toy leaks that come out and everybody, you know, jumps to what this could mean and is this going to be in the movie and yada, 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 because, of course, toys sell and they could allude to things. We've gotten two pieces come out for this movie. We've gotten a puzzle with a giant octopus, one-eyed-looking monster attacking Doctor Strange, and we've also gotten a Lego set of the same tentacled one-eyed monster crawling up a building chasing America Chavez Lego, Doctor Strange Lego, and Wong Lego. And the name of that puzzle is called... Mephisto in Disguise? Yes. Mephisto in Disguise. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Save Us Captain Marvel. No. We lost it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Get to start off the show with it. That means it's going to be a good one. Oh, God dang it, Michael. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is called Gargantus Showdown. Now, Gargantos is a Submariner villain. He appears in the uh, Submariner number 13. That's his first appearance. Not a Doctor Strange villain, really. No. So, and everybody was calling Shumagorath on this. Could this be like Dweller in the Darkness, where we just kind of have a name or something of that nature, and it's not really the same creature? Maybe. Oh, or, I don't know, maybe they're trying to throw people off the, the scent by calling it that. Because, like, sometimes the Lego sets don't actually match what happens in the movie. Yes. I so agree. it could be that. I don't know. I, I'm bummed out if that's the case because I really wanted to see Shimogorath in a Doctor Strange film. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, he's like <laughs> a big sort of thing with Doctor Strange. And the multiverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he's very, like, Cthulhu-esque, you know, inspired. And would definitely add to the madness. Yeah, yes. <laughs> But I also, I remember a while back, I think it was for Doctor Strange, they tweeted out something that had like Namor the Submariner, or maybe it was for Black Panther, I can't remember now. One of the directors for one of the Marvel films, I know that's just generic, (laughs) but uh, had tweeted out a picture and then they like took it down immediately because I guess like Feige's like snipers or something like, you know, took the guy out. Uh, But... (laughs) So maybe they are setting up for a Namor the Submariner. I don't know. Well, you know, there was a girl here not long ago, and I, I didn't look her up her name. I messed up on that. But she was cat, like her her name or whatever that she, I guess, was cast as or was Gargantos too. Weird. Okay. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. I, I wish it was, but, you know, it may be Gargantos that's actually Shumagora. Yeah, they, they could be. They have known to, like, merge kind of two characters into one. So, I don't know. Maybe they're doing that with... I hope not. I don't know. That's weird. So, that could have been Gargantos we saw the whole time through What If. Yeah, that's true. Which would go along with the noise that it made in the very first episode, the scream or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, you know, people are talking about it. So, there you go. Cool. Um, Let's see. We've got the very first... Is that a teaser? Is it a trailer? I don't even know anymore. What do we call these things? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Teasers literally used to be... Like, I remember when... uh, What was it? The Dark Knight teaser came out. It was just like blue flame. And you could... Like, there was a void in the flame that was like a bat symbol. And you heard like Alfred... Uh, Michael Caine's Alfred talking about like, you know, some men just want to watch the world burn. And I think there was like a Joker laugh and it was like maybe less, like maybe it was 30 seconds or something like that. Like that was a teaser. Now teasers are just trailers, but they still call them (laughs) teasers. And and trailers are short movies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, it was a teaser for the new Sony uh, Spider-Man in, uh, no, across the Spider-Verse, part one. Right. Which I don't really, I don't like them putting the part one in there. Um, Do you think they'll change it just like they did Infinity War? They need to. I don't like part one if we're doing like title and then subtitle. So like Spider-Man's the title, subtitle is across the Spider-Verse. Like, I don't know. Sub-subtitle? Yeah. (laughs) Sub-subtitle. Yeah, exactly. It's part one. I will say as much hate as I give Sony... I absolutely love the Spider-Verse animated movies. I love the art style. Yeah. I love all the, like, people that they have doing the voiceover. They're just fantastic. The animation and, like, how fluid and 
like really cool it is how like especially I think it's in Miles's universe where it's like kind of sketchy and weird looking. It's dope. Honestly, it's the best Spider-Man like that I love so far from Sony. Yeah. I didn't realize that Haley Steinfeld does Gwen uh, Spider-Gwen's voice. Yeah, yeah, she's Spider-Gwen. So for those of you who don't know Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how about them apples? Marvel through and through. Yeah. Yeah. She also does, uh, she does a lot of voiceover work. She did something else for Marvel that I think she played. I think it was Spider-Gwen. There was some cartoon show that had like Maria Hill, Quake, Spider-Gwen, and some other female. It was like A-Force, but they didn't call it A-Force. At least I don't think they did. But I think she voiced oh. Spider-Gwen in that as well. That's a team up there. There go. Yeah, and then she, not related to comics, but she's that uh, she does the voice of one of the characters in that new Netflix uh, show called, like, Arcane, which is, like, based off the League of Legends characters. Oh, fuck Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up is there's a, there's a thing that happens in this new Hawkeye episode, which we will get to, that I'm going to reference. But, anywho... <laughs> All right, so since you're like our resident Spider-Man guy, what's your thoughts on... We'll let you go first as far as the uh, the trailer and what you thought. I absolutely love it. Like I said, I love the first one. It looks like they... Ate, did they age them up? I gotta yeah, rewatch it. They, they look did. older. Yeah. But didn't that scene at the end when it is revealed that he's like sitting in bed and like the portal opens and Gwen... Wasn't it like, like, I don't know, like a week later or something? It's like the same exact words. It's the same setting. It's, yeah. it's all that. So I I don't know, but um yeah they they look a lot older, which is fine. And I love. Well, I mean, if you in his line, he talks about his college dorm. Yeah, that's true. So it's got he's got to be older. I almost think it's like a summer break kind of thing, just because I look at her hair. Yeah, and how much it looks like it's trying to grow in comparatively. Yeah, does that make sense? That's kind of what I was referencing. Yeah. So I guess there's going to be a little bit of a time jump with them. I love the, you know, where she's like, oh, you know, is Spider-Man grounded? You know, I like I like that scene, which yeah. that, that hoodie defies gravity because it, it should just slide right <laughs> yeah. off of her head when yep. she's standing that way. Also, like, I know they have Spidey sense and all, but and the hood look like the Spider-Gwen outfit looks so cool. But like that hood has got to like, you know, cover up your peripherals. Like, I don't understand how you can fight crime and something like that. But um, I love seeing we're getting Miguel O'Hara, which is uh, Spider-Man 2099, who I'm assuming from the trailer where it shows him, like, chasing Miles through, like, whatever the time funnels, whatever those things are called, that, like, he's kind of going to be the antagonist of the series. I've watched it several times, and, like, I've seen Miles hit him, but it didn't ever look like he hit Miles. It always looked like he was trying to grab Miles. So, my theory, I hope this isn't true, but my theory is that Miguel, like, uh, Spider-Man 2099, will be kind of the antagonist of the movie, but not because, like, he wants to get Spider-Man. He wants to stop whatever Gwen and Miles are doing because it's going to either A, change like the future since he's the Spider-Man of the future, or they're doing the main villain that was in the comic book Spider-Verse, which is Morlun, which is like an energy vampire 
and for some reason they like the way that like Spider-Man taste when they like absorb their energy. And maybe he's like, no, you're you're going to draw too much attention. And then more loons coming. And that's what like part two will be about. I think that I think that's what it is. I think you I think you're definitely I think you're on it on that one. That was my my take, because why well, have a part one and a part two? Yeah, that character, you could you would take the time to develop that character and what's going on. And then like part two be like a really big showdown kind of thing. So but I'm excited. I really want to know, are we going to see more spider Spider-Men, Spider-People, like, ones that we haven't seen. Like, I'm sure they'll bring back Peter B. Parker, which was, you know, the the main, like, Peter Parker of that, you know, the, the fat, schlubby one. Yeah. And we'll probably get Spider-Ham. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get Spider-Ham because he was a big fan favorite. I want to know, like, I don't know. I just really want to know if we're going to get other ones. Like, are we going to get Spiders Man, who's like, a Spider-Man made of a thousand spiders. You, <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrifying. <laughs> I'm probably gonna say this horrendously wrong, but uh, the the Japanese um live action Spider-Man was it Spider-Man? Spider-Man is that what it's called? Um, uh, I think it was just Spider-Man, but yeah, the Japan Spider-Man and his uh his his giant Zord Gangnam robot the the Gundam. Leo, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying everything <laughs> horrendously <Gundam> wrong. <laughs> Um, Leopardon. Yeah, Leopardon. Yeah, yeah, Leopard. I've heard that's gonna be in there. Nice. Which, by the way, I like some parts of that comic, uh, Spider Verse. But like, they incorporate just about every Spider Man. Like, they even got the. I think I may have talked about this before, but they even got like the. I think it's like the Hostess. Like a long time ago, in an ad for Hostess, like the snack cakes. They did like a comic strip with Spider-Man being like, oh, I love these. I think they're like pies or something. I, I forget which one it is. It's not like Twinkies or anything, but he's like, oh, I love these. Uh, and yeah, that's the ad. But in the comic, they show one of Morlun's like brothers who are also energy vampires kills the like hostess advertisement Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Another question is, is are we going to get because everybody says that that first scene that he, the city he's going through mm-hmm. is like the India. So we may be getting Spider-Man India. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, what is that guy? Pete? I can't remember his name now, but yeah, that'd be cool. Even if I knew his name, I wouldn't even try that shit right now. Cause I ain't saying nothing right. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you're on it. I think it's the energy vampires. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Which I hate like Morlon is, such a dumb character, but anyway. What are your thoughts on the trailer, Jeremy? Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the first one. That was one of my, I, I agree with Richard on that. Like, that was one of my favorites to watch. Um, I watched it several times. And, yeah, just seeing this one, it looks just as fun. Like, for us normals, this is like the first time seeing all the other, like, how many different spider beings are out there. and Which there is a lot. Apparently. Mathematically speaking, I think it's a quantum shit ton. So, <laughs> yeah, basically, especially one with freaking made up of spiders. That's just ugh, that give you nightmares. But yeah, I, I I completely saw like from the beginning that it, and I just knew it was going to be more long too. So I'm just confirming it. Um, <laughs> I, I figured you say Mephisto. <laughs> they're they're henchmen of Mephisto in this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're, they're, they're waiting for the actual trailer to to give the glimpse of Mephisto in there. <laughs> Lord. Jeremy was hoping for a Captain Marvel verse. Is what he was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Just Captain Marvels on Marvels on Marvels. Yep. But it's just all Brie Larson. <laughs> oh, all right. So the question everybody wants to know: What is the whelm factor? I'm very pleasantly whelmed. Like I said, I I loved the first one, and I'm I'm hyped for it. I, I'm really looking forward to it. So, Richard. Yeah, I'm I'm overly whelmed. I like I said, this is the best thing that Sony's ever done with the their Spider franchise. Um I'm all for sequels. I want spin-offs of some of the characters like Spider-Gwen. I'd honestly even love like a Spider-Ham movie <laughs> cuz like Spider-Gwen's universe is really dope. It's really cool. It's like a punk rock kind of esque. She's part of a band called the Mary Janes. Peter is the lizard in that universe and he ends up dying. So anyway, I I would like to uh spoilers. I would like to <laughs> I'd like to see that. But uh and even Spider-Ham, like Peter Porker, like all of his villains are like animals as well. So anyway, I I'd like to see those. Like that'd just be hilarious to see. Yeah. All right then. What well, what was your you didn't give your review. Yeah, what is your whelm? Um I'm I'm pleasantly whelmed. I was extremely hyped about it just because I had Spider-Man 365, which is considered to be the first appearance of Spider-Man 2099, like sitting and just waiting because I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> You're only excited so you can sling more more money. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to sell it now, though. Like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, ah, that book's going to get out of reach, and I'll never have another one, so I don't know if I want to get rid of it or not. I think the biggest thing that, that really had me hype at first was, like, nobody saw this trailer coming. There was no talks about it. There's no grumbles about it. Like, Sony and Marvel have been leaking all kinds of bullshit about uh, No Way Home for God knows how long yeah, now, yes. because we never got a teaser or a trailer or whatever it is you want to call it, and then all of a sudden... Oh, hey, by the way, y'all know that Spider-Man movie everybody loves? Hey, we got another trailer for the next one. Yeah, I did. I like that. I like when you don't expect it and it just shows up and you're like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I think that that drove up the hype tremendously, which I'm cool with. That Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not pooing on or nothing like that. Like, I'm excited for it. Uh, that was, I think that was the first movie I took my son to go see. You know, I'll definitely be taking him to go see this one as well. So, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of the same, which I hope we do, because if it ain't broke, why, you know, can't fix it or why fix it? Whatever the saying is. Again, I can't speak. So, <laughs> so you got that. <laughs> if it ain't broke, Jeez. don't fix it. I'm tired and I've not been drinking. So and I said that right. Not been drinking. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, none of that either. I get bloody <laughs> noses way too easily. Like, cocaine would not be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's get on into hawkeye episode three called echoes and i feel like i owe y'all some fan service because you know what i've not been giving it any first appearances or nothing for this so oh yeah real quickly we're gonna do these uh first appearances we got echo who was first appeared in daredevil number nine 
We've got Kazi, who's more than likely also going to be clown. Is that right, Richard? Yeah, I, I like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't first appearances. I, like he may. Yeah, we'll get more into it as the episode goes. Clown would be first appearance in nine slash ten. They're kind of debating on what the actual first appearance is. One could be a cameo, whatever. So if you're looking for it, go for nine and ten. Um, Hawkeye, of course, this tells us suspense 57, Kate Bishop, Young Avengers number one, Eleanor Bishop, Hawkeye number seven, Swordsman, Avengers number 19, and now we're about to get into the Ronins, and my God, I did not realize how many <laughs> Ronins there were. Yeah. And uh, I thought there were just three, and boy, was I wrong. So, first Ronin being Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo, is going to be New Avengers number 11. Uh, Clint Barton as Ronan will be New Avengers number 27. Alexi, Red Guardian, as Ronan is going to be Widowmaker number one. Uh, Blade as Ronan was going to be Mighty Avengers number four. And Bullseye as Ronan is going to be Hawkeye Freefall number one. So, yeah, there you go. Grief. Oh, my God. I would love to see David Harbour <laughs> like, try to be a ninja. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, quick rundown of what the episode is, and then we can get into all the things that we like, didn't like, yada, 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 and all of our nerd talk. We essentially have the origin of Echo. We have an awesome warehouse fight scene. We have another amazing car chase scene, along with Clint and Kate getting away and eventually having to break into Kate's mother's apartment just to get caught by the swordsman. So, Real quick, because I found some interesting information on the lady that plays Echo. And again, I'm going to butcher everything because I'm not saying anything correctly. So y'all have fun laughing your asses off with this one. All right. Aliqua Cox is her name, if I remember that right. If I said that correctly. This is her first acting role ever. Holy cow. Straight up. Apparently, her friends told her about there being a call out from Disney saying they were looking for Marvel or whoever it was saying they were looking for a Native American girl that was hearing impaired. And she is deaf, along with that's really her prosthetic leg, too. Yeah, she is what a lot of corporate companies love as the best diversity hire. <laughs> like, she, she's deaf. She's uh, 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 she's a Native American ethnicity. And she's an amputee. Like, she's checking all those boxes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's from Kashina, Wisconsin, if that's correct. Uh, She grew up on the Menomini Indian Reservation. I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of cool stuff about her. And I'm just letting y'all know right now, I think she did an amazing job as Echo. Oh, yeah. yeah. That little kid as, as, as Kid Echo is awesome. I loved her as well. Like, I think it's just spot on right now what they're doing. Like, for her, this to be her first deal, like, I know we didn't get much of any kind of acting. Don't get me wrong in this at all. But I just, I thought it was awesome. I thought the little kid was awesome. I thought her as, as grown-up Echo was awesome. Like, I'm I'm thoroughly pleased with, with Echo so far. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, and, and like, I didn't know that about it being her, her first one. And I mean, just trying to put like myself in her this is your first time going into this and you're at least for um 
Holy cow. Jer- what's his name? Jeremy um, Renner. Renner. Like, <laughs> like, you know, he's already been in there with all the other big names and everything. And like, you're just stepping right up in, in as your first one. That's, uh, and as a big of a, a role as in MCU, that's, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, I think she's, she's did an amazing job. And, and since you brought up Renner, I also want to point out that she's, she said that Renner and Haley had learned a little bit of American Sign Language so that they could actually speak to her. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. So I was like, that, you know, that's pretty, like, of course, she, I'm guarantee you she can read lips. So he, he, he actually learned the whole, like, more cookies, please thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> that's all he, that's, that was like the first thing he learned. <laughs> my, my question is, is she doing those choreography fights as well? Because that's really impressive as well on top of the performance or is it just like a stunt person? I will say that when I was doing research on her, if I remember correctly, she did play on a basketball team and a volleyball team. And I understand that that's not, that's not dance. That's not choreography or anything along those lines, nor does she like train or anything like that. But I mean, she is somewhat athletic, I guess is what I'm getting at. So, okay. I don't know if she did that, but I guess I couldn't put it past her to be able to do that. Yeah. I got so you. I was just curious because I was going to say, wow, man, that's impressive on top of all of that as well. Right. All right. Let's start off with, with the origin of Echo. The one thing that I majorly noticed with this was, and, and I guess I didn't, there's a guy on YouTube, his <laughs> channel, his channel's rock stars. And I think his name's Kevin Voss. You know who I'm talking about, Richard? No, I hadn't heard of him. He 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 somewhat pointed out the the similarities between Kate Bishop's childhood and Echo's childhood, Maya Lopez's childhood, and basically how they're like mirrors of each other. And then I, the more I got to thinking about that, I was like, he's freaking spot on with that. You've got Kate Bishop, who's essentially Silver Spoon, grown up without a dad, had her mother was trained with the finest of whatever to do, you know, just because she wanted to. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, you've got Echo, who is born into this world already with a disability by being deaf and an amputee in this series anyways. Father can't put her in the schools, you know, the special schools for her hearing and things of that nature. And, you know, just is not spoon fed or anything along those lines. Basically has to work to get what she wants kind of thing. And work hard. And like, even her dad was telling her that, like, things like this is going to make you better. It's going to make you stronger. Like, that was, that was really cool to actually notice that and see that, like, you know, play out. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't noticed that. But yeah, I I can see why they're, they're doing something like that. It's like, it seems like she's going to have a bigger role in this series. And then especially in her own, obviously in her own series, but how it's going to spin off into that. But yeah, I hadn't looked at it that way. That's cool. Also, I saw in the, uh, he also pointed out in the credit scene that there was a little Kazi in the, listed in the credits. Yeah. And so it's believed that the little kid that got thrown down by the, the bigger black kid, that the little kid was, uh, was Kazi. Oh. And so they may have known each other, you know, growing up. Yeah, they may establish that in later episodes or in Echo itself. Especially seeing as how, like, you know, Echo's dad is part of the tracksuit mafia at that point in time. And then, of course, they both kind of are part of it um, as adults. Yeah, he's like the leader of it. Oh, he is? Yeah, because they uh, remember when when they're talking about after Hawkeye had escaped, 
Kazi mentions something about like your uncle, which I really want to hurry up and get to that. And uh, about how like, you know, he wasn't happy. And he's like, when your father ran this gang, he always put the gang first. That's right. Did he say your uncle or did he say uncle? I thought he just said uncle. Uh, Well, I think he was implying like your uncle. But yeah, I think he did say uncle. See, I wonder if they all called him uncle. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, we'll get to that here in a minute. Which then gets us to Maya's father telling her at the the karate studio that uncle will be taking her home. And we hear the footsteps and we see the the nice suit with the hand, you know. We see a very big man. <laughs> we, we hear what sounds like a big man and nice paws on him too. Yeah, he was a big man. It was Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's Wilson Fisk. <laughs> nah, I think it's just just her uncle with a bad bee sting. No, it was <laughs> Kingpin. It was Kingpin, and I like I played that clip. I I literally pulled up a YouTube video of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin laughing. That shit sounds and like him. Then played the the clip of where he's pinching her cheek and laughing, and I'm like, that is Vincent D'Onofrio. That is his voice. I don't know if that's his body, but that is his voice. Do you even like phase them together and everything? Stay mad. <laughs> yeah, just about. Yes. All right. Since <laughs> since we're talking about Vincent D'Onofrio as possible kingpin and and the how much it sounds like, let's do some comic pasta real quick. And we also got word this week by Kevin Feige saying that if we were to get Daredevil, it would be Charlie Cox playing him. So that's not saying that we are getting him. That's not saying even though it sounds a whole hell of a lot like we are. Yeah. Like, why would you go out on limb and say, oh, yeah, it's going to be Charlie Cox. If we get if we if you get Daredevil, it's going to be Charlie Cox. Did Vincent D'Onofrio come over with him? Yeah, that's the thing I want to know that. And so I'm just going to get into my theories real quick because I just got to get this out. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to explode. <laughs> I, one, I think, yes, we're getting we're, we're I don't know if we're going to get the same actors that played Foggy Nelson and Karen Page. I would like to because I like them. I think they're going to do a soft reboot. I don't think we're going to get uh, a continuation of the Netflix series and just say that was in the MCU all along. Uh, I think they're going to do a soft reboot and maybe have their own Disney Plus show. But I think they're going to carry over Vincent D'Onofrio and at least Charlie, well, I mean, obviously Charlie Cox because Kevin Feige confirmed it. And... I don't know when that's going to happen, but I absolutely think that they're going to do some kind of soft reboot. And my theory is we see Ronan kill Echo's dad. Yes. And in the comics, Kingpin tells Echo that it's Daredevil. Yes. We don't for sure see the Ronan costume unveiled and Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton in that costume. Jack Duquesne is very, very interested in that costume and sword. Yep. I think that was Jack Duquesne in that costume ordered by the Kingpin to do it. And that will all be revealed in probably this series, if not definitely in Echo. That or my other theory is maybe it's Bullseye. And like he put bullseye or, you know, this is a bit of a stretch because we have no evidence of it, but this is just me throwing out some ideas. Maybe it was bullseye. And if you want to use that as a way to connect it to Daredevil and yeah, anyway, he could also say 
because Daredevil's black costume, you know, the man without fear costume where it's just the black yeah. bandana tied around his eyes and he's just wearing like a black shirt and pants. You could say that's like a ninja outfit. Yeah. So he could say like, oh, that was Daredevil who did it. But I, I like, I don't know. That's a bit of a stretch. But yeah, anywho. So I'm digging your Jack idea. However, Jack, well, they didn't they didn't get the chance to bid on the costume. They got busted before that, right? Yeah, but he he straight up like stole the sword and was like, this is mine now. Well, he was straight up bidding on the sword. So yeah, he was wanting that sword, which swordsman, of course, is going to want the sword. Yeah. Um. So I'm down with your whole Jack idea. However, like we're skipping ahead a little bit. You have a conversation between Kazi and Maya and, and he's sitting there basically saying, hey, like uncle's not going to like that we're going after Ronan. Yeah. So that makes me think, like, I don't know that he's necessarily in cahoots with Jack at that point in time. You know what I mean? Or maybe he is. But, like, why would you hire somebody to kill your own guys? I think it'll be revealed in Echo, but I think he wants... He probably saw potential in, like, kind of like in the comic, where Echo could be, like, a really strong asset to him. And maybe Echo's dad is like, no, I'm not letting my daughter be involved with our crime things. And then Kingpin's like, okay, well, I don't take no for an answer, so you're dead. That's true, too, because yeah. his dying words to Maya were fly away. Yeah. So, you know, telling her to get away from all this, get away from get away from town, get out of town, get out of here, like leave all of this. Which I like when he's talking to her, you know, he says fly away like little dragon or something like that. And then they, when they were having the shadow puppets and, and talking about dragons, he, she was like, do they exist? And <laughs> I was just thinking back to our Shang-Chi. I was like, no, they're McLuhan's. Nope. <laughs> They're aliens. <laughs> oh, it's really Mephisto. <laughs> no. He's straighted out Captain Marvel for Mephisto now. <laughs> I know. I gotta, I gotta like, you know, alternate them. Balance it out. <laughs> of course, Captain Marvel's gonna get more than Mephisto, but, because, you know, it's Captain Marvel. Oh. <laughs> oh. Real quick, comic pasta, because you're talking about Mephisto, and it made me think of this. Oh, God damn uh, it. Have y'all heard that Little Nas X wants to be Miles Morales? What? No. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> casting. Uh, he's short enough for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They need to get, honestly, the, uh, the guy that does the voice of it in the uh, PlayStation game, they modeled that character like the video game character after the voice actor. Just get him. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, if you look him up on IMDb, he looks just like the the character model. Just get him. Like, he, <laughs> he looks like Miles in that video game, and he obviously can act. So, like, just get him. That would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, I've been holding on to that for God knows how long. Uh, <laughs> I just heard that, and it just made me laugh, so I wanted to make everybody else laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've gotten Echo's origin out of the way because, you know, we saw where Ronan kind of came through the, the the auto repair shop and basically just cut down tracksuit mafia guys, including Maya's dad, which is why she's got it out for Ronan now. So, like, Ronan, they never really gave, like, a big explanation of what he does, like, what it was after, you know, he lost his family in the in the snap, but... I mean, was he just going around killing who we thought was was supposedly bad? Yeah. 
So that was just his whole MO, was just going to kill bad people. Yeah, I think he explained a little bit yeah. in in-game or, or something somewhere, but basically he was just like, after what Thanos did, because we don't stop, like, bad people, Thanos was able to do this. So I'm literally yeah. going to take it upon myself to just eliminate all bad people. Like, he essentially was the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Like, someone killed my family, so I'm going to kill all crime. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually kind of a good test run for the Punisher. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of it that way. Which, that's another thing. If we get Charlie Cox, I really want John Bernthal back as Punisher, as Frank Castle. You're damn right. Yeah, like, he was he was amazing. <laughs> the rumor mill is, is that we're getting everybody back, except for Danny Rand. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I don't... I'm talking about just mainly on the Daredevil cast. Like, I just want... Like, I didn't mind Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, but I could, you know, live without them. But I really liked a lot of the cast in Daredevil. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping if we get Charlie Cox, we'll get more of the reoccurring actors as those characters again. I liked Foggy. I could do without, uh, I could do with a different Karen Page, maybe. Um, But she wasn't bad. She wasn't horrible or nothing like that. I like Deborah Ann Wall as, as Karen Page. She's married to, I think, an actual blind person. She is. Okay. I don't know if she's actually married it, but I know her partner is a blind guy. Like he's not fully blind, but he's technically blind. You know what I mean? Like he's where yeah. he sees oh, yeah. things, but it's just so blurry he legally can't legally blind. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Legally blind. All right then. Yeah. Cool. I thought that was cool. Sure. <laughs> After the origin, we kind of get brought back to the warehouse where <laughs> where Clinton and Kate are tied up to coin machines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Riding for God knows how many hours. I love that their their hideout is in an old rundown KB toys, which made me feel <laughs> so old. <laughs> like, <laughs> With vans outside labeled Trust a Bro. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I thought of you that uh, there. I figured you were going like, oh God. <laughs> Kate gives one of the guys uh, advice. The the lead tracksuit guy gets aggravated with Kate because she talks too much. I love the scene where one of them is like in distress and she's like, you okay, man? <laughs> and he's talking about how he bought Imagine Dragons yeah. tickets for his girlfriend. <laughs> and the reason why I mentioned the arcane, like her doing voice in that League of Legends arcane as uh, a character called Vi is they're featured heavily, Imagine Dragons is, Uh-oh. like a couple of their songs is featured heavily. Like the song is, well, one of them, the intro to the show is an Imagine Dragons song. And then the band is actually featured in one of the episodes <laughs> and, as like, you know, they animated their characters and like made them fit into this world. So I just find it interesting where she's just like, you know, well, at least you didn't have to go to the Imagine Dragons concert. And he's like, I love Imagine Dragons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently she doesn't. The girlfriend doesn't or, or whatever she is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maya requests that Clint be cut loose because she notices his hearing aid. And he's like, yeah, I don't sign. She ties him back up or gets him tied back up. And Kazi does all the, what is it called? Interpreting. Interpreting. Interpreting, that's right. Thank you, words. They're special. Uh, <laughs> interpreting for him, which allows him essentially to be able to escape because he can, you know, cut his way out of the tape. And then we get, you know, a big chase kind of fight scene within the warehouse. 
I like watching him when he was running across the shelving because I'm like, how many takes did it take for y'all to do that? Because you can kind of see him almost slipping at the edge of every single one of them. And I was just like, oh, God, he's going to fall. <laughs> when when he jumps off that last shelving and then just dives into like a smaller <laughs> shelf and it just shatters. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that would hurt so bad if that were real. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were about to talk about the ball pits. <laughs> When he jumped in there. Oh, I, I love that. I had Big Bang Theory flashbacks, and all I could see was was Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, and you go going, Bazinga. And then he'd move around and go, Bazinga. <laughs> I was thinking of the uh the X-Men thing that I told y'all about where like Professor X is firing people oh, like, and <laughs> Gambit. The Gambit one, because he at, at one point he says, like, we'll call you if we ever have a fight in a ball pit at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. Where's Gambit? Yeah. <laughs> it's time to shine oh Hawkeye was doing some sick moves with his bow I, I was glad to finally see oh, yeah. that like that was awesome yeah this is what I was going to say is talking about like favorite things so far these first two episodes I'm like this is Hawkeye where's the archery like where's the trick shots where's the trick arrows where is it and this episode finally gave it to us and I'm just like yes that's what I wanted to see this is what I came for yeah. Gave us a shit ton of them, almost literally. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. I, I also wanted to know, like, I wanted one, at least one guy in the tracksuit mafia to mention, like, you know, like, this is Clint Barton. This is an Avenger. Like, we shouldn't have him here. Like, for all we know, he's microchipped. And, like, Thor will just show up any moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised nobody at least thought to, like, put that in, at least. But, yeah, anyway. You're surprised that the guys that end every sentence with bro <laughs> and almost start every other sentence with bro didn't think he's an Avenger. He may be microchipped. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got me there. Um, Kazi does seem to be the smartest one out of the bunch besides oh, yeah. Echo. Do you think that that shot... Because, you know, we, we made sure to make reference that Kazi kind of got grazed or something. Like, I know that kind of also helps Kate get away. Yeah. But do you think that's going to help with the evolution of him going to be clown? Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering as well. I, like, I don't know. He's supposed to be clown, but I don't know if he will be because this story is... is clown, like, scarred like Joker or something? No. He's just got a you know, white face with a little tear underneath his eyes, but they could imply that, you know, that's his tear or something. I don't know. I don't think we'll get clown. I think he's, they've just changed that character for this comic. Cause I don't see them like Clint doesn't own a apartment complex in this story. And like, he's not like the uh, landlord for like a bunch of tenants and they need to get everyone out of this building and that's the reason why the clown gets hired is basically he murders one of the characters and then goes after Clint. And Jeremy, you're like three issues away from that too, by the way. I know. I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, I, I, I got to get my act together and actually finish this daggum series. Yeah. Because I, I would actually be able to pull more than just re- recognizing Echo. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she wasn't even actually in the, the first six issues that we read. Like, not even, not to this extent. Kind well, of she's, I don't think she's in the, uh, well, actually, I know she's not in the Matt Fraction oh, really? talk. No. Oh. Uh, this, oh. this story, her story pretty much is pulled from that 
Daredevil Volume Two, I believe, oh, okay. where her first appearance is. Um, uh, something else that I forgot about as far as her origin story goes, we also get the uh, her father's handprint. Yeah, on her face. I, I want to make sure I mention that as well. Um, because that's that's what her costume looks like. It's a handprint, right? And it's to represent her father as he was dying. Yeah, like echoes of the past. So put a bloody handprint on her face. I guess Clown could come out basically having Echo versus Clown kind of thing in her season. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. If he does become Clown, it'll be in the Echo series. Just because we, we've only got like a few more episodes. Like we're at the halfway mark. Three more. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. Because I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this series so far. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll tell you, to me, the best part of this whole thing was the freaking car chase scene. Yeah. I love that junk. I love the cinematography for that. Like how yes. it just did a 360 around the entire yeah. day yeah. inside of the car. Yeah, there's a there's a movie called Children of Men that I think was the first one to do that, but it's a it's a it's a tracking shot and it's a continuous one take and they they did something like that. Although I will say like don't get me wrong, I loved the car chase. It was just as fun as it was in the comic but brought to life. But there was a few, like when he starts using the trick arrows, the CGI looked a little too cartoony. Like the putty arrow, the purple putty, yeah. looked yeah. way too not in the real world. Like it just was too cartoony looking. And then same thing with the acid. Like that green kind of glow, it looked like something straight out of like Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. I don't know, it was just weird looking. I let the acid pass because, you know, it's a comic book show anyways. And uh, <laughs> the the fact that, like, we didn't really see a whole lot of it. Yeah. But the putty, like, I definitely noticed the putty when, you know, when you were first saying that, I'll, that was the first thing that came to mind was the putty. But, I mean, you know, it was it was still fun to see. I still enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We had the putty. We had the acid. We had the exploding arrow. We had the one that shot out just trace lines everywhere and just I guess that was kind of like the one where that it chopped off the car because it was touching the semi or what yeah. did a rope across yeah I was thinking it was like the the net arrow I, I thought that was like their okay. version of the net arrow because it like you hit something and then those lines maybe like wrap around you but yeah because there's so many trees it just pulls the trees in <laughs> <laughs> that's probably it yeah you probably I thought right. that was hilarious I like then you get the, the plunger arrow yeah. like point the plunger <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> just gets ready, like I hope this is a good one, and, it's, and that's it. <laughs> and, and that that kind of takes us back to the comic book a little bit, where she's sitting there and and she's like a boomerang arrow, really, and gives them shit <laughs> yeah. about this boomerang arrow, and then it winds up being the arrow that saves their life at the very end. Yeah. So like, there's another callback to the comic book there. Yeah, that's true. yeah, exactly. I loved seeing like whenever they did it, it was at the end of the chase there where the van was coming at him and he had those two left and uh he had told her you know get ready to aim it and he told her to aim up and i was like what the heck's happening and then like y'all you saw was a silver tip on that one arrow and all of a sudden it's like zoomed in and it said pim and i was like oh yeah and yep. <laughs> my wife was just sitting there like what and i was like just wait and i sure enough shot up and then uh, that was awesome this big old massive arrow just comes plunging down. Yeah, which that is a real thing. Like, not Pim, but like, there's these things called ballista bolts, which is a is a like I don't think we have anything actually like existing, but it's a a weapon where if they drop it from space, 
it could it's just a big giant metal rod and if it were to hit <laughs> somewhere it could do like the yeah. you know the terminal velocity and hit the ground it could do a serious amount of damage and that's exactly what i was thinking of of when it when it turns giant i was just like it's like a ballista bolt which should have like squished kazi and uh head bro i can't think of his name but somehow they survived <laughs> should have like basically gone through the whole freaking bridge <laughs> yeah yeah it re- i really thought it was going to do more damage to the bridge to be honest with you there's a bunch of people that should have died <laughs> on yeah. that one like cars around them the bridge should have came down like yeah i and i, I was just glad to see that that pim's working with hawkeye apparently yeah. so like yeah that's what i was gonna say like as much as like Hawkeye was, you know, talking about in the first episode about like how like, you know, oh I, I was there, but you know who wasn't there? You know, that that asshole over there. <laughs> oh yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> so uh, apparently they are still working together at least. Uh I'm wondering if if Scott maybe gonna show up in this episode or not in the episode, but the series. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Um to escape the tracksuits, they they jump off the bridge and we see, you know, the the signature rope arrow that slings them on top of the train. They use a plunger to save them from falling off the train. Then they get inside. Echo had broken Clint's earpiece earlier because, you know, he relies too much on technology referring to the earpiece itself. Um, And then we get this nice little conversation between the yeah. two. <laughs> of, I thought that was so funny. It was even like during the car chase. He's like, I don't know what you're saying, but use this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was, I love the part where she's like, you know, I could do this a lot easier if we were facing in the other direction. And he he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you should probably face in the other direction here. Let me change. <laughs> like, it felt very, I don't know, like my my father's hard of hearing now and has to have a hearing aid. So, like, I felt every bit of those scenes <laughs> where, like, you had to, like, scream at him to, like, be heard. And then, like, he would just say the same thing that you were saying. <laughs> yeah. My wife pointed out to me when we were watching it, she said, you know, the the funny thing is about us being halfway through is we started out this series of Clint dropping everything to help Kate and essentially save her life because of Ronan and this costume and what it carries on. And halfway through, we've gotten to a point where Clint has learned how that he's had to rely on Kate, whether it be getting this earpiece fixed, whether it be talking to his kids on the phone because he can't hear them because the earpiece still isn't fixed yet and having to explain to them that he's not going to be home for Christmas or he's trying to get home for Christmas. So I did find it interesting. And, that scene and, killed me. That just sucks. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I was I was getting <laughs> choked up. And I don't even have kids. <laughs> it was just really interesting to see, you know, we are getting to a place where like Clint's having to to sit there and rely on somebody else and and he's getting respect for Kate too and, and calling her, you know, it's like, yeah, you can call yourself the best archer. That's fine. Yeah. Which I kind of felt surprising because I was like, she she shot a few, you know, she shot some trick arrows and did that one, that one, on, you know, where you have to sit there and time and all that jazz, like to hit the back of the truck. Like that was, that was impressive, extremely impressive. But I mean, I was like, oh, well, all right then. Yeah. And whenever he was saying that, like he, <laughs> he still couldn't hear her. So she was like having that whole conversation with him and <laughs> just didn't go anywhere. And his response was, I think we need to walk the dog when we yeah. get home. Yeah. It's been cooped up all day, which is the exact same thing that Kate had just yeah. got done saying. 
Yeah, which my wife had mentioned that in last week's, uh, like, episode one and two, she was like, they gotta let that dog out. And then they mentioned it in this episode. I was like, see, they, they thought of it. So, from there, we get Clint's earpiece fixed. Which, hey, hang on, I have to, th- that bugged me. They had to go to some, like, Chinatown back alley, <laughs> like, to get a hearing aid fixed. I'm like, you can just go to a Walgreens and buy a hearing aid. <laughs> like, you you don't have to have, like, this weird, like, underground black market hearing aid repair done. That really bugged me. <laughs> oh, whenever it's Stark technology. <laughs> Is it Stark? I didn't know that. Is it? I don't know. I oh, okay. Just, <laughs> like, it's probably some, like, Avengers model hearing aid or something. That's where the Bro Brigade hangs out, is at Walgreens whenever they're not, you know, at KB Toys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're at the Red Box. <laughs> um, I like that once he gets it fixed, he still turns it off so he doesn't yeah. have to hear her all yeah. the time as they're eating lunch. <laughs> so I thought that was great. And we get Pizza Dog finally gets his name. Or at least a call to the name Pizza Dog. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was good. That's where we went through Little Caesars and several others. A little fan service. Yeah. Yeah. I was Well, I was waiting for it to get called Arrow. That's what I was waiting for, too. Well, his his name eventually becomes Lucky in the... Oh, really? Yeah. They, they nickname him Pizza Dog because they don't know a name for him yet. And, like, the fans of the comic just refer to him as Pizza Dog. But by the end of the series, he is given the name Lucky because, like, he was lucky to be alive, and he kind of brings Kate and Clint. Luck. But he was he was named Arrow there for a little bit, like whenever we were reading. Well, he wasn't named. Well, like the dog's original name was Arrow, but remember he right. looked at it and was oh. like, "Oh, I got to change that." Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they don't, you know, they don't give the dog a name for a while, so they just call him Pizza Dog, and then eventually they give him the name Lucky. So I'm assuming he'll be called Lucky by the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, from there, Kate, I, I'm y'all gonna have to help me on this because for the life of me, I forget why they needed to go to Eleanor Bishop's home, Kate's mother's home, to look through the security. They they talk about the super suit, which is a hilarious scene, you know, where He's oh. got to have the hot. <laughs> she the, designs it for. Yeah, the Hawkeye, yeah. like the comic book accurate <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye outfit, and I love that. He's like, one, I don't wear a flashy suit because you know I need to be a ghost. Two, my wife would divorce me, and three, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm not a role model. And then she explains, you know, that you did all this for me, and you should be with your family on Christmas, and yada yada yada. Like as she's explaining that, she also says, you know, and I think my mom's. Is it fiance? Yeah, or boyfriend? I can't remember what she says. Anyway, she says something about like my mom's fiance is a murderer, and he like he's taking like a swig of coffee, and he's like, and 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 there's that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they're going back to. She doesn't mention it, but I think they went back to the apartment so they could have access to the security, you know, app thing that yeah. her mom's company does. Yeah. Well, I knew that she didn't need certain passwords because they were in the home. Like the, as far as the encryption goes and things of that nature, they weren't. They'd be in network essentially at that point. In time. Yeah. So I, I did know that, uh, but yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember why we were actually wanting to get into that thing. Anyways, she finds Kazi working for Sloan Inc. 
Yeah. And I, I know nothing that refers to Sloneek in the Marvel comics. Do y'all know of anything? No, I I have a feeling that's going to show back up for something um, in this series. I, I don't know what yet, but the way it was mentioned and I, you know, me being crazy, I Googled and tried to figure out what it is and couldn't find a single thing related to it. So I think it's just something that's mentioned so later on we'll hear it again and be like, oh, okay. Because I, I seriously think Eleanor is associated with this somehow. Because the moment she searches Jack Duquesne's thing, all of a sudden the computer locks down and you can't do anything. So I, I think she she knows more than what she's letting on. Well, and, and that's, that's what I was getting at. For Bishop Security to be over a company that apparently has Kazi hired, mm-hmm. like, that seems extremely suspicious. Like, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I think there's there's something up with her mother as well. Clint obviously hears something or doesn't know where Lucky went and goes to look for him and starts kind of creeping around, and he's met at a doorway with his Ronin sword at his own throat, held by Jack. And that's where we end the episode. Which, when it goes to credits, it's playing the... Uh... Straight out of the pan, gingerbread man. I thought that was kind of a cool incorporating Christmas music, but also, you know, like out of the frying pan and into the fire kind of saying, I don't know. I took it that way. I thought that was a good choice for an in credit outro song. Cool. <laughs> anyway, I was just reading <laughs> too much into that, I guess. <laughs> I, I totally, I totally did. I missed that completely. I don't know if I'm probably just ignorant to it, really. <laughs> What it boils down to. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> All right. Well meter. Where are we at well meter wise on this episode? Uh I I'm very, like I said, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this this series. I think it's a lot of fun. And I'm again pleasantly whelmed. And uh I'm anxious because the new episode comes out tomorrow for us as we're recording this episode and uh ready to watch it. And I'm sad that there's only six episodes in the series. I'm, I'm, but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I uh, I echo pun intended everything that Jeremy just <laughs> said. This was my favorite episode so far, and yeah. I really uh, I'm really enjoying this series. Once again, it's not I liked Loki the best, and then WandaVision next. Hawkeye is is up there, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the last one. And once again, it's not because it's bad. It's just, I saw where that was going the entire time. There was no, like, crazy reveals in this. But this one's just so fun so far. Yeah. And I, I've been really enjoying it. For me, I just feel like Falcon Winter Soldier just wasn't needed. But probably not a TV show that was actually made for me. Yeah. So, there goes that. Oh, I didn't say my whelming. I'm I'm overly whelmed. <laughs> oh, overly whelmed. Yes. I damn. So you got two overly whelms in one episode. I know. Oh, two. I forgot you were overly whelmed. I thought you were pleasant. No, 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 no. No, I was talking about his, he had, he was overly whelmed with the Spider-Man trailer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, it, it's going to take, like, Brie Larson standing next to me to be overly whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, where do you think we're going from here? We, like we said, we've got two episodes left. We know from the trailers and things of that nature that Clint, at some point in time, is going to get dressed up and he's going to jump out a window and fall from however far up and be on the ice with Kate back-to-back, bows drawn, shooting it, probably tracksuit, guys. I think that's episode five. Okay. I don't think we're getting that next episode. Wait a second. we got three episodes left. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I think uh, this episode's going to be 
dealing with uh, this coming episode is going to be dealing with all the stuff with Jack. And then I'm wondering, are they going to connect Jack to Hawkeye? Like, are they going to know each other? I don't think they are, but I'm curious to know. Maybe they, they will. There's going to be some kind of connection. Uh, maybe not necessarily like Jack trained Clint, but like when Clint was Ronin, him and Jack came across each other at some point during the, you know, in between the snap and the blip time when he was Ronin. And yeah, and then I think the big gala thing where they got to get all fancy dressed up is going to be episode five. And then I think episode six is probably going to deal with Yelena because we still got her. <laughs> yeah. that's That seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think they could pull off the training a little bit because, I mean, the blip was five years, was it not? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in order for Jack Duquesne to train Hawkeye, it was prior Avengers, like prior before he became S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatever. Oh, see, I was thinking that on Hawkeye's quest to do whatever, he could encounter Jack. And then for a few years, you know, you could go three years uh, or two and a half or something like that. You're saying he trained him as... Ronan, like Jack trained Hawkeye in the art of sword fighting so he could become Ronan. Yes. Yeah. So he could okay. be more efficient doing what he was going to do. And then, I mean, he could, he could be Ronan for a year. Yeah. Like, he don't have to be Ronan for a long time. Like, because I mean, what else does he got to do? Mope, get that bad haircut and that sleeve tattoo. <laughs> he did have to take some time to get that sleeve tattoo. I will say that. That was, that's big, that's big tattoo. Uh, I keep on forgetting about Yelena. There's some uh, leaks for the trailer for that tomorrow night's episode, and people are saying that's probably Yelena. Um, it's somebody in a all black costume that kind of looks like Splinter Cell person hmm. from the video game. I hadn't seen this. I love that game. Yeah, I, I've kind of stayed away from them, but that I have seen that. All right, Jamie, where can they find you? At? Uh I hadn't really been. Uh, I don't remember last time I was streaming, so. And you might be able to find me on there if I'm ever doing that every now and then, but it's on uh, on Twitch, uh, Night Fury, GTO with a K for the night, or just, you know, on here. Richard? Uh, you can also find me here, always. And yeah, check us out on uh, Instagram, Comically Comics Podcast. We're throwing up polls and asking questions and whatnot. And we have a Gmail, same name, Comically Comics Podcast. Uh, send us any kind of uh, maybe ideas what you want to hear in the future. Uh, speaking of polls and things of that nature, we did have a poll up asking if everybody thought Uncle was Fisk or not. And of course, the poll was mainly yes. We, we, everybody mostly believes, but we did have several no's in there. So I would be curious. Those people are wrong. <laughs> just, a, just a bad beast thing. No, that's a whore. Like, that's a... You need an if you're if you're that swollen up from a bee sting, you need an epipen right now. <laughs> That's why his laugh sounded like that because his throat was closing in on yep. him. <laughs> swollen up. <laughs> I would be curious to hear from those people though. Like, yeah, why? Who who they thought they were? Who do you think it is? Then that would make an interesting conversation to know. Like, who could it be other than Wilson Fisk? Because I, I mean, I definitely think there's people that could be out there, but. I'm still pulling for for Kingpin. It's just Maya Lopez's morbidly obese uncle. <laughs> <laughs> it literally was her uncle. <laughs> All right, where can they find you, Michael? 
You can find me on Instagram at 22 underscore comics. You can find me at YouTube under the same handle. I will say that hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll put out another CGC video. And those are always fun. Everybody likes to watch those. So you can come check me out there and see what kind of grades I got on some books that I sent in. So yeah, thank you all for for listening to us and checking us out. We greatly appreciate it. Hope you had as much fun listening to it as we did making it. And uh, hope to see y'all next time. So, Jeremy, say bye. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. (laughs) Bye. (sighs) Oh, we gotta walk the dog. You're not wrong. He's been cooped up all day. Look what your home on the dog. Call yourself one of the world's greatest archers. God, you really think so? I won't lie. I I wasn't sure how we do it. I just walk the dog. What do you think? Been cooped up all day.